adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 101. It's good to be in the, uh, what is that, three figures, I guess? Three now? figures. Three figures, baby. Um, I am here with the big three, as always. Michael, the show Pirelli. Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela. Oh, I shook the shake. And I am Dave, the body, Regina. I'm convinced now that people are saying it with me. That's why I'm taking that extra extra pause in between my words. There's got to be people that, right? sing, that sing along. Uh, now that sing we're along. In, <laughs> the sing along. Now that we're in the three-figure club, you know, I, one of my favorite sayings, you got to be two some to do some. That's right. Once again, the two is another. Do you feel like more of like a an OG podcaster? It's funny. I feel uh, no different than I did before. Okay. Um, but I will say that it's nice now having the credibility of 100, knowing that we can look back and say, wow, we've been doing this for two years. We stuck to the plan, and now we're just continuing the journey. Fair. Right? Well said. A um, couple things, I guess, before we get started, but this world is just is crazy, man. And I know you don't like you know talking about this stuff as he looks to the left, um, but too many too many shootings, man. Like, we're, we're in a place right now to where we have kids of our own, right? And we're supposed to be sending our kids to safe places. I mean, a couple weeks ago was... The, the supermarket, right? Uh, a couple weeks before that, the subway station. Just, I guess, yesterday, but, you know, we're recording now. Just yesterday was the shooting in Texas. It's getting very alarming uh, because, you know, what is supposed to be a safe place in this world, you just don't know anymore. You know, and I, I get the whole race conversation and all that stuff. I work local politics myself where I am on a reform committee in our in our town. But I struggle because it's not just a race issue, right? You saw, you know, you, you see, yes, a white shooter. Then you see a black shooter. Yesterday was a Hispanic shooter. So it's it's all walks of life. But I think what's tough now is the problem is really the hate that's in these people. And wh- how do you legislate hate? All I know is it's a problem. You, you know, know what I'm saying? It's a like, tragedy. It, it, it's just, it's, it's wild to think about because I feel like even us growing up, we never had to really worry about that. And now, like I made a joke to Karina, but really in my head, I'm like, damn, like maybe maybe I do see why people homeschool their kids because I'm like, that's it. Callie's not going to school, yeah. you know, but it's, it's uh, listen, man, rest in peace to, to everybody involved in the latest shootings. Uh, unfortunately, we know this won't be the, the end of it, but I don't think like gun laws are the answer either. You know, I, I really don't because, um, you know, those triggers don't pull themselves. It's the people behind the guns that are actually doing it. So we got to, as a society, somehow figure out how to be kind and respectful to one another um, and abolish this hate, man. So that's that. Um, Just definitely wanted to touch on that because it's like I don't want to sit here and not act like that's going on in this world. Podbot update, though. I I feel like your biceps are are screaming at me. I saw you with your shirt off the other day at the pool. I I thought you were going to get some footage, but I'm happy you didn't. No, you looked good. I'm not going to lie. I've had that pump cover on the whole time. What is that? Like a um, a pump cover. Wait a second. Do you wear a pump cover? Wait a second. Wait a sweatshirt. It's a sweatshirt. Oh, oversized sweatshirt. What do girls wear? I don't know if it's just girls. Oh, the, uh, especially waist on Dykeman. waist trainer, yeah, especially on Dykeman. Oh, um, what's what you're saying? A faha, yes. A what? A faha. You have a faha, faha blast. Do you have a faha? What's on? a faha? 
Are Michael. you talking about a corset? Michael the Faha Pirelli. Corset. Who, does yeah. it, who calls a Faha? It, it is a Faha. Oh. No, listen. Well, mine goes up so I can accentuate. Let us know. Am I on the camera here? Let us know if you want to see Michael the Show Pirelli Without in a, a Faha. I will wear. I wear a faja. If you do, I daily wear. It. We could throw up a poll right here. So the my, yes, the no. So my, I'll throw that on Instagram. My unofficial mentor, Sadiq Katovic. Shout out! <laughs> shout out! Sadiq. Who's like one of the number one bodybuilders in the world? Listen, if you if you walk with the sheep, you develop a limp. What is it? If you walk with the lame, you develop a limp. I don't. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. You never heard that. Think, if you walk with the if lame, you walk you with a sheep, limp. you develop a limp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? So he's he's a lion, right? So I like to surround myself with people that are just above and beyond, like yourself, uh, right? Okay, I'll tell you all right, that. all right, all right. Um, Sadiq, a little tighter. Uh, he's much tighter. A li- little tighter. <laughs> a little tighter. Take a, take a gander at that guy. Unbelievable. And again, yes. Yeah, quick note: I was not included you know in that list. By the way, thank well, you. <laughs> thank you. CV, we're working towards. We're working. It, we're, we're working, working towards we're working. it. Um, so he said, "Listen, when you're at this level, every edge counts. And for me, I get these waist trainers that I rock, <laughs> and it just tightens the chest. It reminds me to keep Kid, the core tight. The fajas. You're putting a faja. Faja blast, baby. You are putting a um, faja. So." You know, let's let's talk strength. Uh, three fifteen for ten. Oh, your boy. A lot of oh. bounce. A lot of bounce. Though. Well, today, keep today, that, keep that butt on the thing too. I saw the butt lift. Well, that listen when you're when you're <laughs> when you're struggling to get it done, right? You got to find a you way. You got to get it done. I you got to find a way. I agree. So yes, today I hit my first three hundred fifteen pounds on the bench press for my last ooh my last set for ten repetitions. So I would agree with you. I I come from the school of thought that I'm working on my form. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of obviously you don't want to get injured, but a lot of it comes down to like maybe it's not the perfect end to the set, but mentally to yes. get that tenth rep. Oh yeah. Next time worry about form. But to well, you got I I have to push through my heels, yep. which is something we teach athletes yeah. to. You push my through your heels. I can't get my feet. You push, you know, push through the heels, get the weight up. Um. So yeah, definitely on the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, I struggling. But I didn't even have a spot there, which is a little stupid. Yeah. But when you're a lion, I liked it. You know, I like you're a lion, you don't develop a, a, a limp. limp. You know, so what what was the what was the breakdown of those sets? Uh, so I had a 15, 12, 10, 8, 6. Jesus Christ. Then I went to 10 after that. Right, we're doing different workouts. Uh, <laughs> we're doing different workouts. So, yeah, no. Um, shout out Ambrosio Castellana. Love um, it. But no, that that type of stuff is not on the workout. You're just doing like I'm yeah. doing like extra just to make sure just to see if the strength is working, which I like because you know? some some days you feel strong and you're like, this is my time to take a swing. Yes. So I swung. Um, I, you swung good. That was a good swing. Decent swing. Decent. So uh, I did. I'm doing five by fives. Great. Because I'm thinking, you know, I talked to a couple of people about it. Uh, one of my new clients is the uh, number one or he has the state record for bench. So I asked him, like, how do I gain strength? He does in Connecticut. <laughs> Swear to God, 500 pounds, 550. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And he's not a big dude. Like, so he was like, listen, go five for five. And every week add, uh, you know, five on each side, so ten. I mean, until you can't do that anymore. Exactly. Then extreme. he's like, drop three to three, and then you know, do the same thing. Three by three. Three by three. Then you do your max out one, and then you start it again. Gotcha. And start it a higher, whatever. So, um, because I'm realizing that, as much as I enjoy the cardio, I'm not. I don't have as much time for it, and the weightlifting has been more important to try to re- retain muscle, so my body fat percentage stays. Or my muscle stays high, right. so that it's a little easier to get to my ten. So that's the change this year versus last attempt, uh, where I think I just went to like, all right, I'm just gonna starve myself and try to get there. It's almost a year because 
you know, it's I almost Father's Day. It's almost Father's Day. And time. last Father's Day, I remember you sent me a video and you were 14%. Jacked. Yeah. You looked good. You had a beer in your hand. I was hand. not jacked. No, no. You, was you, I you were like 14%. Oh, yes. I was chugging a beer in yes. that video. That was a good video. That was a good video. I was prepping we to find everyone that. over. We got to find that. We literally just moved in the house. Yes. No AC. It was a thousand degrees. And we were like, yeah, everyone come over. Um, can we talk about the neck piece, though? What neck piece? So you had put um, you put a video up and you said, you know, I'm starting this new thing where I'm, you know, involving oh, the neck. Unbelievable. Do you see how powerful I am? Which is funny. It looks like I'm going to snap the weight in half. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're I know. That's to hold what it like I feel that. like. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a good thing. Um, but one of the first things I remember learning yeah, in athletic performance, right, was specifically, it's called the, the one joint rule, right? So you have your spine that runs all the way from the top of your neck, yeah. right? Those are the C's, all the way to your coccyx bone, which is basically by your butt, Okay, right? So there's a rule when you're bench pressing that you want to make it like one joint, Right. So by you lifting your neck off the bench press, you completely take away but the my, ability to stay flat and one joint. But if my shoulders are pinned like they should be. Right. That but arch, your, your neck matter. is your spine. Yes. But the point of contact is at my lower back, upper back. Correct. Me. So when this moves, this should have no effect is my understanding. Right, but Sorry. you want to be pushing basically with one joint, whereas your joint is starting. You're keeping it one joint. But I'm saying I got one joint at- from shoulder to, th- and then my head gives me that. Let me. I'll, if you're watching on, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll give yeah. you the, the motion. So the the breathing, all the little details. I'm getting down. Comes down. You got a tight, tight, tight. Yep, right, tight, tight, tight. belt just to make it nice, yep. nice and tight with the just belt. To make it nice. You can bring down. You know, when you're bringing it down, it's like you're pulling back a bow and arrow. Yep, and then. Yes, yes. And I have That's to all say, true. That's it all true. probably added 30 pounds to yeah. my bench, just like- My one, only thing is longevity. They teach, uh, that, they teach that to athletes to you know sustain them. Yeah, I don't want to get be, hurt. Believe right. me, I don't want to get well, hurt. Well, I don't know. I, it was just fun. It was hilarious to see. So I, but it I, looks good. So, I'm not going to lie. So I like, I, I have to say, I as you can see, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a, I forget the word is like, I like the counter approach to things. I like the counter approach. Yeah. Like if someone tells like me, if somebody tells me that there's a proven scientific yes, formula, yes. I want to do the opposite sometimes. And I want to check it out because I'm always very skeptical of what this sounds like in a hundred episodes from today. He'll be like, Oh, I finally yeah, started listening yeah. to the podcast. But for me, I have to learn it myself yes. and I will, then admit that I was wrong in the past. You're not wrong though, because even myself, I put sometimes I have a backwards hat on. Okay. If I bench, so mm-hmm. I can't possibly be on the actual bench. And right? you feel so strong, I do it myself. <laughs> no. You feel strong. No, but then there's times I feel like my neck is a little, you know. I th- then I turn my hat around, but yeah. I, I, it's not a bad thing. It was just funny to. So I, I'm definitely playing with the technique a little bit because I am. Like it was very light last time, which I was surprised by. That's, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm buying weights every week to make sure I keep up with my strength, which is what you want. So um, someone broke my dumbbells, by the way. So I listen to me. Ready? How about this? I get home. I go to start working out. Maybe it was the next morning. And I pulled the dumbbells out and half of the dumbbell didn't come up. So I'm like, what the fuck happened? Put them back in. The little ones, the little ones. I think the guys were working. And we're fucking around, I part came, of my French, I came. messing around, and broke them. I snapped them. The good thing is, those were the light ones. I don't need the light ones anymore. I got the heavy ones. So $700 down the drain, no biggie. Well, I'll fix it. I'll Hashtag figure it out. no biggie. Um, 
But no, I feel good. I feel very confident, surprisingly. You look good, um, but the, I've I've never felt more confident in a bet in my life. Well, I don't know about so, you. So either. this is where I'm coming from, <laughs> and I want to hear your side. When you see everything on Instagram and stuff, maybe I'm maybe I'm throwing you off. So and and it could be old content too. It that's is. A, that's it's what, all. I know. That's all in one day. See, that's so the I, type of eating I do. I know. Uh, this time around, my confidence is stemming from I realize I have not had anything go my way. And I've been able to stick to the the new lifestyle. What hasn't gone your way? No Listen. sleep ever. Work's been. But nuts. that's just life, man. We got to. I know, it. but I'm saying in the past, You've, a lot yeah, of things were going my way. Different. And I was in a worse position. Gotcha. Whereas okay. now, I'm just trying to get clarity on. What yeah, you're yeah. Saying. Now you know when you go through like a week of adversity. It's not real adversity, but there's like a lot of stuff going on. I see what you're saying. And you're like, my workouts haven't been like I wouldn't say like oh I absolutely crushed the it. The efficiency level isn't where you want it to be. Not even that, just, you know, when you get a great workout and you're like, ah, I crushed it today. Yes. When that doesn't happen, right. but you still get the days in. Yes. And you go and there's results. It gives you that base of like, I'm not even at, you know, I still have some room to go. So I'm, I'm finding confidence in that, that I'm my, I'm gradually slowly building, building momentum. Yep. And the setbacks aren't derailing me like they did last year. Gotcha. You got that? Very clear. Diet wise, um, the adjustment of like, you know. All right, we have a, uh, a anniversary shout out, Dana. Four years, happy anniversary. Uh, so we're gonna get Mirna's tonight. Mirna's is a Mediterranean healthy food. You got chicken, you got right. It's the very basics. That's an adjustment, right? Yeah. Whereas prep in the past, I'd be like, let's get a pizza and split it, babe. Let's live <laughs> like the old pizza days. and a donut. So I'm learning how I'm definitely taking the approach like I do with uh, investments. I plan on doing things forever now. If it doesn't fit for forever, I'm not gonna implement it anymore. There's no more Band-Aids because I don't have time to work on Band-Aids and then redo it. I like Everything it. you're doing is building the foundation of a healthy uh, new lifestyle. Beautiful. That's the approach now versus last year, let me get to 10 and say F everyone and yep. then get fat again. Yep. No, I like the approach. Um, you know, I just have to talk a little shit. No, I like um, it. I, you actually are helping me. You know, the more know, you guys doubt, the more I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to crush it. I really don't doubt you, but I still you have me. to. I, you I still, no, 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 no. Because I know I've known you a very long time. And I know that but this is you know, if you go, goal. Bo- ah, it's not really that difficult. Your time frame was not difficult at all. Yeah, it is. N- now you're making it difficult because you're already into June and no, you've got well, only it's a couple weeks. Because of the, I know I use this as an ex- excuse, but it's true, is the work. This is the work. Uh, this is the hardest time work wise. But it's I, fine. Mortgages are going through the roof. You're not going to have any clients. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that I think it's actually helping me because I don't really have time to think. Like last night I ate dinner. We put the living down to sleep. And I fell asleep. I was exhausted. Yes. So there's no time to like have my popcorn, which I miss. I miss my popcorn or my Halo Top. Budget wise, ground meat, inexpensive, ninety three seven. I went from Laura's Lean, wasn't available, to just regular Stop and Shop brand. Six dollars for a pound of meat, good meat, right? Not bad. Bag of potatoes was like three bucks. Bag of jasmine rice, another three bucks. Wow, sounds like you're getting jacked over to the on other a side. diet. I don't know. Is this what you do? It just sounds like you're you're prepping your food, which is good. They call me Air Fryer Jordan. <laughs> the way I'm prepping. CV, I saw you sweating when I walked in. Sweat did you just get off the treadmill or something? He looks great. Yeah, right? I did. Um, actually, I have some some bad news. Not bad news. Oh. Um, not not uh the no more downward trend. There was a one pound gain after the last wane. Okay, and uh, it kind of demoralized me. I'm not gonna lie. What do you? And, what was the difference? You think? Uh, I mean, I definitely had a, a bunch of bread that I probably shouldn't have had. 
um, that we were was hanging out with Mike. In excess, yeah. <laughs> so and I know that my snacking the week prior was also kind of <laughs> tough. Something I wanted to bring up, and this is, I think this is starting to happen. Now that the weather's gotten nicer, um, I find myself um, exerting myself more um, outside of the, the workout or whatever, which makes me exhausted, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, right? Uh, however, I've noticed that, um, one, the more the more I exert, the hungrier I get, mm-hmm. which is bad because it makes me snack at other times maybe when I shouldn't. Um, and also, like, I feel like my workouts, like you were saying, Mike, my workouts are not as, uh, oh, this was, I knocked it out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing them, and I'm working hard, but when I'm done, I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't move. Whereas before, I'd be like, oh, I feel great. I, I just killed it. It was awesome. Uh, this past weekend was really tough. We did a lot of like, and the work that I do is outside. It's kind of physical at times. So I, I get physically drained. Like I was, I did some, some stuff in the yard. I, my, I had, um, my muscles were killing me, my hamstrings, my back, my quads. So I was shot Monday. I didn't even make it till nine o'clock. I was passing out on the couch, you know, last night up Tuesday. And you know, that was last night, last night, right? Um, same thing, struggling, struggling to stay up. You know what I mean? Just yeah. exhausted. Yeah. So, and then I get my sleep. I wake up in the morning, exhausted. I can't, I can barely get up. So I force myself to get up. I force myself on the machine. I do my walk, which is a good walk. Cause after a while, after the first like 10 minutes or so, then my, my body starts kind of warming up to things and I get a decent, a pretty decent, um, workout, but it's feeling different. Mm-hmm. How do we overcome this? How do we get through this? Uh, and I know that it's just because I'm doing more, which is a good thing. But how do we overcome this? See, I think you incorporate. I would love to hear your thing. I think you got to incorporate new wrinkles, not totally abandon, but like keep some fresh to get you excited again. I like that. Like incorporate a new piece of equipment or, mm-hmm. you know, a weight belt, something that makes me feel like I'm taking another step. I almost you know feel I mean? I like, like prior to the spring coming, mm-hmm. it was uh, really me just focusing on me. Yeah. And it was kind of easy because it yeah. was just me. I just got to focus on me. I just yeah. got to make sure that I get up. I do this. I, I, I The food that I was eating, just very focused on that. Yeah. And it was a pure focus on me, which was awesome because I got I was able to dedicate it to that. But as the springtime came around, and I started doing more things and I'm all over the place outside. And now I'm like draining myself physically. In addition to what I'm doing in the morning, it's just taking a toll and just making me more tired. I'm not upset about it. I actually feel good about it. Um, but when it comes time to getting done, to getting the things done that I want to do, it's like, ugh, I got to do it, right? Mm-hmm. This weekend, I didn't work out two days in a row. First time uh, this year, other than me being sick, wow. that I've done two days good. in a row. Um, it's a Dave rule, isn't it? Damn. I well, that was the thing that you had started yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. I kind of started doing and I loved it. I, I, I love. I thought you were built different. I don't believe in that. I love like not, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I had to take the break because I had to do things outside and I, it's not like I didn't do anything that day. Right. Those days I probably killed myself even worse than when I do a regular workout. I was shot for two days after the weekend was over, you know, but it's like those mental things. Like I need to get my workout in and that's what was kind of being compromised a little bit. Well, kind of the magic too, is that you've come so far. So like, if you look at like a graph, like you don't get as discouraged by that one pound cause mm-hmm. you're like, holy, right, right, like, right. All right. Well, there was a one, and then I'm just so that's like how I'm thinking too now. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I was the same way as you. I'm like, ah, I didn't get this week, yeah. and then it like compounds, and then it's all negative. Versus when you zoom out, you're like, damn, like I'm so far from where I was. Like this is just I'm just gonna adjust, and I'll be back at it. Right. You know. But that's with everything. I mean, that's what I'm looking at it because I'm yeah. still. So it's not like I'm not working out. It's yeah, not yeah. like I'm. I, I mean, I'm you look great. Derailed on the food. I'm still doing all the right things. Yeah. Um. And even like this week, after I saw the one pound difference, I was like, ah, maybe I need to hold back on the snacks a little yep. bit. Um. But it's you know, I don't know. I heard a it's great that. quote. I have to share because what? this is so appropriate. 
uh, this, I, I don't know who I was following, but it, it just had a quote and there was a woman that was like posing and it says, the scale does not measure sexy, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that is good. You know? Yeah. Because like, what, what does weight mean? Well, it's and like, that's the whole thing. The whole, the whole scale thing, it, it's only as a point of reference to kind of see what yeah. it was. And I remember in the very beginning when, even when you guys asked, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even looking at the weight. I didn't want to look at the weight because yeah. for that same, for, I mean the scale for that same reason. And now that I've gotten, so we have this thing every Friday. I weigh myself. Body fat um, Fridays, baby. Right. And and if it's been a good week, that means the weekend I can, you know, I can enjoy a little Touch bit. Touch it up a Because that means that I've been really doing some some good work. So when I saw the scale not hit that, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> this weekend we're not doing anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're eating our twigs and our leaves. Twigs and berries. Yeah. Um, I, no. You know what a habit I started? This what? is kind of funny. I constantly pinch my hip and I can feel the hip pinch that I'm losing body fat. Is that weird? You know no. when you do the- um, yeah. Caliper, mm-hmm. I might buy calipers because you know how I get obsessed, <laughs> and I might just every morning, just every morning, because just it's so it's hard for me because every time I get on the scale, it's close to it's not a huge change, but I know it's not going up, so I'm like, all right, I'm in the ballpark, but I like to do that because I'm constantly like, oh, it's tight today. Wait, isn't that know? an actual thing? Like sci- yeah, scientifically? No, no, yeah. I know, but body Caliper. fat calipers. Oh, there are body yeah. fat yeah, calipers. Yeah, oh, that's how I, I only know these... calipers like from auto mechanics. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to measure like certain but things. But before these, um, <laughs> but I thought I'd heard them for like fat. these techie scales. It was only that. That's how like so you kind of grab the, yep. the the little. Yep. <laughs> that's how I'm weighing in actually. Yeah, I'm buying my own calipers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. These gonna be ten percent tomorrow. Um, no, I think I think Mike hit it on the head. Tighter and tighter. I think you know you you definitely have to zoom out because. You're almost still thinking like it's a temporary lifestyle. This isn't temporary for you anymore. You know, if you've committed to this being a, a permanent solution um, and a permanent, you know, lifestyle change, you're fine. You're not supposed to make progress every single week. Yes, you do, you know, have the ability to continue to lose pounds of fat, but there are going to be times that your life is a little bit tougher one week, and that's okay. But zooming out, really understanding, like, all right, you know what? It's a humble moment. Because, you know, this week I didn't make the progress that I wanted to make. But now it's all about because if I really sit down and I ask you, I'm sure there's 15 things you could change. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. there's 15 of them, maybe yeah. 20. Well, all of us. I gave you just like it's two or three game. alone that were bad enough that, that if you took those away, I guarantee you that power wouldn't See, that's up. what's good. And I'm even but at But I wanted level. to treat myself too, which was like, right. it's a, I feel like it's a, a necessary thing to be able to give yourself to some. Of course. Yeah. But even me, I, at even the level that I'm at. Right, which is no bodybuilder astronomical level. If I really dissect it, oh yeah, there's still 15 things I could change if I want to really continue the progress. So, yeah. I do understand what you're saying about the whole scale thing, this and that. Doesn't matter, but there's also sexy. realistic. <laughs> there's also realistic, right? Like we all, if we wanted to, it I mean, some more than others, though. Mike more than Dave. But if you really wanted to make progress every single week in terms of losing fat, you can because you you have that on your body to right. lose. Right, we we all do. Yeah. Um. So it's it's I don't know. I like being realistic about it, but also positive about it, because you can't let it derail you to where you're going to stop. If you allow that to to take over, then that just means that this this mo- little motivation that you were on is only that. It's motivation. Motivation wears off. By the way, I found a new hack. I don't know if it's a Ooh, hack. Give it to me. I love hacks. But I, I feel like you asked me some questions. Can I lose a, a percent body back. fat? Uh, no, no, not on that. Can you? Yeah, no, actually, you for could, me. You could definitely gain from this. this okay, hack. I like it. I like this it. Is good. Ready? You sure you want to help me? You're right. You're right. D- uh, Dave, can we go celebrate now mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to. So I'm, I'm going to buy yeah, a suit. on my, on my machine on a suit and um, come in beautiful, beautiful. I had told you guys. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I'm, I'm going to wear it every <laughs> episode. <laughs> just to remind you guys. Um, I am is $800 the body. I'm going to get the body on the inside. <laughs> 
So I used to put these um these uh workouts on the treadmill, right? And you you hike with them or you walk with them, you do different levels or whatever. And after a while, um I started not following what they were saying and kind of making my own. I kind of hear what they say and I'll kind of adjust. Um, and how it started was like I would do like these quote unquote recovery walks and they're very, very low intensity. I don't even think there's it's a real workout, to be honest. But usually the scenery that you see on the TV or on the monitor is pretty cool. It's usually like a beach walk or whatever, which makes you feel super like I love it. Breezy, right? So what I started doing was super breezy. In, like putting in my own workout, my own intervals, my own like go fast to go slow, you know, throughout the whole workout while they're doing like a recovery walk. <laughs> so I, I could, you can kind of um, uh, adjust it manually. Yeah. So now I only do recovery walks because the scenery is usually cooler and I like it better. And then I adjust like the speed. So, so what's, what's the hack? That's the hack. You do like recovery yeah. mode on it. So you get like yeah. a scenery. So you don't have to follow their workout. You kind of do your own Dude, workout. That's, that's me and the Peloton. You know? I, I never understand. follow. I ride in Italy. I ride, hey, okay. Yo. Okay. So you're, you're, you're using the scenery as a motivator. Oh, and yeah, I love I love this. I love gotcha, walking. Gotcha. I've figured out that I, I love walking on the beach. Sometimes when they go into the mountains <laughs> and this and that, I'm like, oh. You should I put sand like on your treadmill. You I think so. You got to come to Todd's. You know? So it's cool. They have a two and a half mile loop. Beautiful. Beautiful. We did it with Livy on... So that stuff's fun when you yeah. start like now, even now I'm incorporating thoughts of like, all right, well, Livy's up early and I was talking to Dana and Dana was like, I don't know if it was Dana's, Dana's idea or mine, but instead of saying like, oh, let's get breakfast, it was let's go pick up coffee and go for a walk. It's a different, you're not rewarding yourself with like food. Yep. You're just, you're, you're rewarding yourself with like a fun activity. <laughs> sound and like a, view. like a fat person. <laughs> Well, I am. <laughs> You're not I, rewarding yourself. If anyone food. is, I've had such a bad relationship with food, and it's come out. I, I never thought it was a bad relation, but is it a bad it relationship? Yes. or is it that it's bad. we? I binge, I and then he goes the thousand on. calories. Hold on, yeah, yeah. Because if you remember, when well, we not were bad, I just didn't understand it. When we were younger, sense? we never really worried about that stuff yeah, because we were yeah. so active yes. that it honestly didn't even matter what you ate because you were so active and you were burning probably twice as much as you were eating. The difference is not as a, as adults. We don't burn nearly as much as what we did then. So is the relationship that bad or is it just that we've lowered our activity level to the point where we have to be very much more conscious about that? My right? relationship very much more personally was bad because when I, um, I, like you're saying, I never had an issue. And then when I went to, uh, where was I? Maybe college or studying abroad. So at one point I was like, all right, I got to lose this way fast. And I had so many, so much, so many good results on doing it the way I did, which was not healthy. That every time I need to lose, I would just snap back into what worked. And then when you learn more and more and you understand it, it's not sustainable. And you have a, you know, a podcast and a friend and he's an asshole. Um, Seven percent. Uh, you learn. And then now the biggest change for me was I don't have all the time in the world anymore to like stay at the gym for two and a half hours. So you're forced to figure out what's the most efficient way and what is sustainable and I can maintain forever and then you adjust so sounds me, like a uh, slow and steady wins the race yeah but then I put these bets on it just to keep you know get the accelerate a little bit you've but had a year to do this two years two years <laughs> two, years, yeah. two years two years but but if you look at my history and everything I'm yes. a little slower yes like but you get there but my real estate world I think about it a lot like a lot of people outpaced me early and now those people are earning them in the business. So it's like there, there's something to trying a bunch of stuff and maybe not knocking it out of the park in the first couple of years. But in 20 years, I could look back and be like, wow, like I really came a long way. Well, hopefully three years. So that way uh, Dave and I can win this. Yeah. You know. Three years. No, I oh, agree no, with, yeah, I agree yeah. with you what, know what I'm saying. saying? No, yeah, absolutely. 
So I don't know. I'm not very uh, hard on myself with certain things. Like I'm not hard on myself with. I'm extremely hard. Yeah, you're extremely hard. My bicep. I'm touching um, my biceps, by the way, because if you're just listening to this, me saying that probably yeah. doesn't sound. Uh, but I. But I do. Good. But I do realize. <laughs> I do realize that because I talk so much smack about stuff, and a lot of times don't achieve it, that I'm considered delusional until I'm not. Does that make sense? Yes. Like. You could say, oh, I'm going to hit home run, hit home run, and you don't do it for two years, and then you hit the home run, you're like, I told you. I told you I was going to hit home run. That's like people with the stock market who say, the market's going to crash, the market's going to crash, and everyone's like, oh, they're crazy. And then it happens once, and all of a sudden, they're geniuses. Yes. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. As, a, as we recorded 100, right, I did a little reflective piece on, my, on myself. Okay. Uh, just just kind of sitting there thinking nothing really formal. But one of the things that has come up, which I did start, thank God I started working on this, you know, thing that we'll talk about in terms of uh, overcoming conflict. It's one of the biggest changes that I've made personally in my life, especially with my relationships, right? Because I think conflict in general is, it, it's going to happen, right? It, just in life, conflicts arise every day. It doesn't matter if it's a small conflict, um, you know, at work or with your wife or with a friend, uh, or if it's something, you know, bigger in, in, in business and it's like a life-changing conflict or something like that. The point is conflict is going to happen, right? But the way that I used to respond to conflict, like, just even four years ago is so much different than I respond to conflict today. Um, you know, and I, I want to talk a little bit about conflict because I just think it, it works with, with everything that we do, obviously for the podcast, because the podcast is about growth at the end of the day, right? It's pr- progress. Um, so when I was sitting back on the couch, I'm like really thinking of things that I've progressed in besides going from 15% to a beautiful Beautiful seven. That's pretty weird. It's even weird to say. <laughs> no, no, so. you get what I'm saying though. Um, and and conflict was was definitely one of them. Okay, for sure. I need a little definition of conflict though, because it's pretty. Uh, that's a vague. a definition of conflict, or like when you say, con- give me an example, like. Um. Uh, well, for me, it's more of like the a radical change when it came to handling conflict. I, I believe so this. Like let me break this. Type Correct. Of thing? Let me break this down okay. for you. All right. I think there's two extremes when it comes to conflict. Don't you? If, whenever you, you bring like your that? hands up, you I'm like ready that? to knock you out. That's I, conflict right there. Right. No, 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 no. One, I think, I think engaging in conflict is, it's, it's is healthy. It keeps dropping. Right. You hear what I'm saying? I think conflict itself is healthy. But the way yeah. that I was personally handling conflict, because conflict is going to happen every day. It's inevitable at yeah. the end of the day. But what I'm talking about is there's two extremes of handling conflict. You got the one guy who goes for, or girl, goes for the kill, the destroyer. This was me. It didn't matter what type of argument. I still want to be right at the end of the day, always. But if I was in a negative conflict, per se, and I'm fighting with you know my wife, my boss, whoever, a friend, I'm going to destroy you was my mindset, right? 
No, seriously. Like that was my that was because that was kind of how I grew up. I grew up in a household that if you argued, there had to be one person that was clearly right. Okay. Then you have the other spectrum, which is pretty much like Karina, my wife, where, you know, that individual tries to avoid conflict. Right. And that person is almost accepting of like living in denial for certain things because they're not willing to engage in the conflict. So you got the destroyer, recall, destroyer. and then the the person that will will live in denial, right? And both of them, I think, are terrible. I think there's a healthy medium that we have to find. And there is Mike Pirelli to overcome no, <laughs> to overcome conflict in general. And by overcoming conflict doesn't mean that you don't engage in conflict. It's the ability to have a conflict, have a disagreement. Have something, you know, an argument or something, and the ability to move on without holding a grudge. Well said. Is that is that clarity? To, yeah, yeah, that's to perfect. Point? That was a perfect because sometimes you can take it a bunch of ways. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Um, <clears throat> I think you, like, how would you describe yourself when it comes to conflict in general? Um, the type of individual, if you were on that scale, right? You do embody some destroyer qualities, but then I think you also <laughs> no, are, you also are able. To, you know, have the ability to hear people out. But I've seen you on both sides, just like you've seen me on both sides. Yeah. Um, and it's something that you don't typically discuss. So I was listening to something that said that people have a, um, what was the word? I don't want to say delusional, but a view that they're better at things than they actually are. Mm -hmm. Like, if you ask anyone if they're a good driver, they all say, yes, I'm a great driver. And the reality is no one, like, a very small percentage of the world is a great driver. Like, do you think you're, I think I'm a great driver. I think I'm a, a very aware driver which bothers me about individuals because like sometimes I'll see people like, you know, pull this. This one gets me all the time. You have somebody you have two lanes next to each other. Yeah. Say I'm the car in the left. OK. Right. And then there's a car on my right. And then somebody's going to try to turn to make the uh, the left, which would be the same direction that both cars are going. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have this person here that will tell this car to come and not know if the car next to them is stopped or not. I do that all the time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yes, in your in your perspective. I'm not a good driver. You hear what I'm saying though? In your perspective, yeah. yes, you're clear to roll. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't look back or in your mirror to see if the other person next to you is stopped. I don't want to get too off track here. Uh, it's yeah, an awareness, hilarious. right? I think I'm pretty aware also because I was a point guard. So I could see stuff happening on the road. Which makes me knock on wood because I just canceled on Star. Popping and weaving, baby. I literally just canceled on Star, oh, and they God. were trying to sign me up for more stuff. And I, had a, I had a conflict, and I handled it. And I handled it. Um, I would say I'm. Uh, I think I'm getting. I, I don't know. I I try to improve on it and mm -hmm. not be as um, fiery about things. Like I'm trying to be a lot more uh, logical and kind of laid back because ultimately, at the end of the day, a lot of it doesn't matter. And sometimes in the past, I've let things. Because of stress levels, which I think I handle way better now, um, and like lack of sleep and all you that stuff. You always do this. What? Keep going. Because you're uh, leading right into something I'm going to say now. We're on the same wave. Hey, no, no. I'm, I'm telling buddy, you, but I love buddy, when you do this. In addition to 10% over here, <laughs> the brain is probably fattier with thoughts. <laughs> uh, it's all going up to my head. Maybe that's why I'm so high in body fat. It's, my brain. <laughs> it's your brain. It's, someone check that. <laughs> Fact check. Um, so I think I'm trying to improve on it and just not be as adversarial in general my uh boss at my company is unbelievable at this you bring him a problem or a conflict and he basically disarms you by asking follow-up questions and understanding you more and then giving you a response based on what he's saying yep. but by the time you get to it he's already done you know jujitsu on your brain and you're you're just laid back and you're like, how did he so i've seen that 
And I want it to translate to my personal life and just friends and family. You know, I think I am the most, I bring out the most conflict for the people I'm closest with. Of course. I think and over the dumbest stuff. Right. So like, you know, scheduling things is always a conflict. Um, You know, sometimes I'm too quick to be like, it doesn't work. Or why'd you do that? Or, you know, um, there's just certain triggers I have yes. that I'm aware of. It's just hard to control them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank God Dana has been on the podcast. I'm sure she could speak to this a lot better. But I would say overall, the thing I try to think about is it's very simple. But like wait to respond is the biggest thing that I've taken into account professionally and personally. That's a good one. When someone comes at me with a problem, not even a, I mean, it, technically it's a conflict or an issue or mad at me about something. I always try to kind of wait, think about it, and then respond. Don't just respond right away. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It doesn't have to be a long time. Even if it's a, you know, you get a text, and you look at the text, you read it, you put your phone down. Because you have the initial reaction. Correct. Right. And sometimes that initial reaction isn't wrong. Yes. But there's a way to phrase Deliver it. that. Correct. I, I So agree that's something 100%. that I'm trying to be better on because we are so rushed. Yes. In life, in general. Everyone's busy. So when something pops up, you're like, I got to handle it. I don't want to deal with this later. Yep. But sometimes it's easier to deal with it later because both sides have had time to kind of figure out what is it actually the problem versus what triggered that first. Right. So to that to that exact point, there's certain things that as I, you know, the big process, as the I'm sitting down, process. there's things that I've learned. Some would say the biggest. That The biggest process that I'm able now to, I think, identify. And one of the things that you said was stress, which is definitely a trigger for sure. But the first thing is conflict happens for a reason. The majority of the time because of something else. Right. So conflict happens because of something else that's going on. So I have here, like for me in my household, it's when I'm tired and irritable. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm more likely to get into some sort of conflict. And then at work, it's when I'm stressed or feel disrespected. I've noticed that those are two things for me that if somebody says something to me or I'm in a stressful environment, I'm more likely to engage in a conflict. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Stevie, you got something? How do you gauge feeling from actual that like you said when I feel disrespected? How do you gauge yep. your feeling? on what something is and what it actually could be. Right. So that it's a it's a great question, but honestly, it, conflict is happening because of some reason. So most of the time, somebody else is saying something to me and it's either I'm per- perceiving it that way or they have something else going on in their life. So honestly, there's I, I don't think there's something that you can just identify and be like, oh my God, is that just an emotion or is this a real attack on something? I think you have to engage in the conflict to actually see what it is, if that makes sense to you, right? It's not. It's definitely not a black and white answer, but for me, the, the, the triggers for sure, my wife and I will get into stupid arguments when we're extremely tired. Yeah. You know, so even just having that realization, like, you know, because what? you're more and emotional now, when you're tired. Correct. And now we're able to be like, you know what? Let's not go there. Like, we're both tired. We're both being dramatic. We're both in a state of mind that this conflict isn't even going to be worth it. And it wouldn't even be a conversation if this was in the morning. So something that, again, I'm working on is I don't want to be right anymore. Yep. I just want it to be productive. So we can agree to disagree. But at the end of the day, there's got to be something that came of it, else it's wasted time. Right. Right. And that's something that negotiating in the real estate world has been really helpful to learn because at the end of the day, like 
someone in negotiations they think you got to like win, right? But that doesn't that doesn't help you get through the rest of the process because if someone feels bad about what just happened, they're going to be more likely to back out, right? Versus I don't need to be right and we don't need to win this, but we can compromise and be productive and there can be a solution that comes of it. Right. And those solutions are best when they have some input from both sides. Correct. So like for arguments per se, which I don't like talking about the per- the personal stuff anymore because I think I do a terrible job and I'm learning. But it's always like, all right, the argument was this. Like, what did we come to? Do we still disagree, but we can try to do this. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the reason the argument came about could be because of something, and I could still think I'm right about it. And, you know, whoever I'm arguing with, most likely Dana, can also think she's right about it. Yes. And we don't have to agree that one is right or one's not. We just have to agree, our right, well, moving forward, do X. Yes. So you don't need to close that chapter. You don't want it to come back up, but it might. But as long as you're saying, all right, well, we'll try this, mm-hmm. there's a chance it doesn't come back. I agree. That's definitely on my on my list as well. I'll I'll save that, I guess, for, for the next one. Uh, it's funny how I, I knew when we were talking about this, we we're going to do exactly this. This is what I like. Here's the thing, too. Who cares if you're right, right? Yes. Like that just comes down to like bragging yep. and saying, oh, I'm right, I'm all this. I'd much rather have the uh, result of being, I'm trying to give a good example, like you, investments, right? If you put money into a thing, and you're like, ah, I really do believe in it, um, but I'm going to hedge my risk and do something else. And then that thing that you hedge your risk and you do something else with it, it does very well. You're not going to go brag to people like, oh, um, you know, my original investment didn't work. I mean, you are. I'm trying to give you an example. But basically, the ability to change your mind, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, people are stubborn like myself. And you want to be right about things, but at the end, it doesn't really matter. Yes. Who cares if you're right about this one thing, as long as you were productive and something good came of it? Yes. Does I that agree. Make sense? Yes. And I, I think- Does that make any sense? Yes. You make a ton of sense. The big the big sense, the if big you will. The big sense. Um, I, I also believe, this is what I've, I've learned, that conflicts aren't always what you think that they're about. Because like CV was saying, that's almost an emotion, right? So I have two specific examples. One is with my wife. One is with a really good friend of mine that- you know, my wife, I remember at the time I was working seven days a week, right? I was caddying. I was catering. I was working at Nike. I was working for, for the county. Yeah. You were in the big food industry? Yeah, man. Attaboy. Yeah. What I were mean, you catering? Like uh, $170 a night, kid. What the? What are you catering? Yeah. Um, what kind of Perry foods? Perry DiNapoli was his name. My dad's good friend. Pizza? Um, no, no, no. And he owned a uh, catering hall. All right, sorry. Go so ahead. My on bad, weekends, my I would I would cater there. CV, I hear food. That's how you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but I'm- I was doing everything, right? And I remember us fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I can't believe that she doesn't appreciate what I'm doing, right? So I'm over here thinking that it's a lack of appreciation for my commitment and dedication for the long-term vision is why we're having these fights. When really we sit down and spoke about it, unfortunately it was years later because we couldn't figure out how to really communicate in that moment. Um, It turned out that like she was feeling neglected, right? So the point that I just made was was 100% true there. Like I'm over here thinking that the conflict is really about something else to do with me when in reality all my wife wanted was to feel like you know, included. Um, she didn't want me working all the time, even though she knew and did appreciate my ability to work every day and around the clock. But that was an example. I, it stuck with me forever. Brings me to 
a relationship with one of my best friends that he basically came. I I took it as like he came at me. He sent me a, a pretty aggressive text. We're message. We're getting public, huh? Right. Yeah. Send me. A, I'm not going to say the name, but, uh-huh. you know, send me a pretty aggressive text message on basically how I, you know, don't communicate with him anymore. And, you know, the whole the whole shebang about that. And I'm like, you know, I respect how you're feeling. However, like I'm a dad now. Right. I'm a husband. You're not married or have kids. So clearly our our daily needs and our requirements, I should say, our daily requirements are already different right off the bat. You have a busy job. I have a busy job. So I was trying to explain to him why, I guess, but I was justifying. So I'm over here really thinking in my head, like, yo, this dude's a little jealous. Like he might be jealous. This was the the, the emotion that I got. Mm. And the perception that I got from the text message, uh, because it was like, you know, you're, you're choosing to to put your time into things that you don't even know are going to be successful. I'm assuming it's the podcast type thing. That type I, thought of stuff. He, I would imagine he's talking about your body fat. percentage. <laughs> but, you know, like my immediate reaction is like this dude's jealous, you know, and then we finally were able to like break through it through the conversation that he just felt. Listen. You know, I do see you still doing things and I see you out and about and I want to be, you know, kind of included in that. And I would appreciate if you took a little more time if this relationship means something to you. So I was like, damn, the guy's not jealous. He just simply wants me to, you know, communicate with him more. And yes, it's a two way street, but I could definitely be doing more. The, the, the time that I took to really identify what his needs were kind of changed the conflict. Yes, there's still a conflict there, but it's not what I thought it to be. So a hack, if you will, about stuff like that is I've come to the realization that, or maybe I'm wrong and naive, but I always think it's not coming from a place of being malicious. I assume everyone's got a lot of stuff going on and it's not about me. Yes, I could contribute to it, but it's coming from a place of like, you know, they're just overwhelmed or something. So I don't, I'm starting to not take things personal um, and you know, I, I I don't really spend a lot of time thinking of that stuff. So I will apologize to like everyone in my life who mm-hmm. I'm not communicating with well. But my thought is like if they are true friends and stuff, we'll figure it out later. But now is a time that I got to focus on growing and doing everything I need to do within my little small sphere. Yes. And everyone that matters. Yes. Maybe they'll be like, damn, we didn't really talk for like this minute. But you'll reconnect. And if it, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But I, I really don't give a lot of energy to reaching out to people and stuff because you know if it doesn't if we don't connect and there isn't a ongoing relationship there i'm appreciative for what i had with those people yes and if it continues great if not like life is tough that's where like you can't there's just the reality is there's only so much energy for everything and with big families and growing families and schedules and everything you just have to be okay with like when i see him i see him and when you spend that time together, some would argue it's more valuable because then you really enjoy catching up. Yes. You like chatting, like Instagram and stuff and Facebook's all great. And I love keeping up with people. But when you sit down with them and you just chop it up for like 30 minutes, it's so fun compared to like, you know? Yes. So I think about that because that's a great point. And it is hard. And I am guilty, you know, family, friends, cousins, all that stuff. I'm terrible. <clears throat> I'm absolutely awful at it. Dane is much better. You know, a lot of people I know are so much better and it makes me like, ah, damn, I really got to be better at it. But reality is like, I, it's not a skill that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I will get to it at some point. But You're saying in terms of like reaching out and doing all yeah, that. Yeah, like I, I don't actively think that I way because I'm so, 
Gotta get through the days, man. Yeah, I'm in survival mode. I'll be you. honest. I'm literally in survival mode with a sprinkle of trying to lose body fat. And I, I, I don't, I don't think you're wrong at all. But I, I do think that, <clears throat> you know, for for this conflict piece, it's at least important to, you know, when those conversations do arise, you take the time to understand. And and you do. I know you do. But everyone's relationships different too, right? Like we have a great relationship where we don't talk, mm-hmm. right? Part of it's because the podcast. Because a lot of stuff we would chat about. Right, right. We used to do that all the time. Yeah. Right. Mike and I would talk all day, every day. And then it'd be like, you know, we and I'm I'm talking like via text message. Yeah. Like people, it it changes and different relationships change. But like we have a great one, which I love where it's low maintenance. It's like every time we hang out, it's it's like a brother. Like when I see my me and my brother talk, but not to the extent you would think brothers talk. But then when we're together, it's like nothing's changed and you catch up. But there's a unspoken agreement that you have with people yes that i love where it's like there's no like hey you didn't reach out it's a respect it's It's, a mutual understanding of of mm. the other person's life well i think you get to a point too where you just know you're like they care about me i'm looking forward to catching up it's not coming from a place of maliciousness yes that they're neglecting me it's coming from a place they got a lot on their table and i'm just not in the the sphere of it so i can't take offense to that and they shouldn't take offense on the other end. Correct. And then when it, it comes together, it comes together. But it is what it is type of thing. It's not I good agree. or bad. It's just that's the it way it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Well said. Um, I think the most important realization that's for me. That's my roundabout way of apologizing to everyone. <laughs> there you go. So everybody tune in. Show me this a podcast. Text. Episode 101. Listen to Mike Pirelli about uh, how many minutes in, CV? Listen, if you like, subscribe. You can <laughs> yeah. check in every week what? with us. 50. No way. That's because I think we started recording. Huh? All right. 42. Okay. okay. And it is kind of selfish on my part, but. I'm at a point in my life where like everything's very clear to me and I love all the people around me and people that I spend time with. I love, but there's only, I just realized like there's only so many swings. Like there's only so much time. You can't stress about trying to be the best to everyone. You just, when you have the opportunity, you try to be the best and that's all you seize that moment. Um, The biggest realization for me, man, I'm telling you, I was a, uh, I was like dynamite when it came to this stuff. There was a point in my life. I remember, you know, my dad, he asked me, he's like, dude, what's, what's wrong with you, man? Like, you're just like, you're like a hothead. You're like a punk. Oh, I thought I took dynamite as a good thing. No, 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 no. Like, you're like a punk. And I remember that moment and I was actually on the golf course with him when he said it to me and I was very offended, Uh, but I was hurt more so than offended because I'm like, that's not the perception I want to give out at all. And that was a big realization for me. But you know, the, the point is that like conflict can never really fully end until you and the other individual have a understanding, not necessarily an agreement, right? But like my wife and I, years ago, we would constantly fight about the same things over and over again. Reason being was because I was very, uh, I want to say, I can't use the word, the R word, emotionally unintelligent um, to where, you know, <laughs> was that a good save? Yeah, you I was very. Said it. Uh, I was very. No, I really was uh, emotionally unintelligent, man. Like, to the, I wasn't even taking time to try to understand her perspective. It was me being in that Dave the Destroyer mode. Like, let me kill you. I only want my point across. And again, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that I'm this, you know, guy that just sits here and is like, oh, let's argue. I want you to be right. Fuck that. I want to be right all the time. Of course I do. But there's a way that you go about these things. Right. Um, and, and a big problem of mine that I had for years too, was that I, I basically sweep it under the rug. And I think a lot of guys in general do this, right? We don't put our pride. I, I guess our egos are too big in that moment, right? To where we're like, 
you know, I'm not going to allow you to break me down. I don't like being emotional, though. That's not a fa- I'm not a fan. No, of no you don't have to be emotional. But like it is of. my obligation. Right. I chose to get married. I chose to get married. You chose. You guys. You guys. Correct. Decided. But like nobody <laughs> told me you have to get married. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is an arranged yeah. marriage. Right. Absolutely. So now as a husband. I was arranged. It's but. my. It, yes. Dave and Karina arranged that yeah, marriage, by right? you guys. It's my obligation to my wife to make sure that I take the time necessary to understand her perspective. I don't have to agree with it, yeah, but I cannot continue as a man to sweep things under the rug. And then a month later, when the same conversation happens, it's like we never really got through that moment. So now I'm going to, it's like that, that pile just gets bigger and bigger. And then eventually I'm going to snap, right? That happens with a lot of guys. Whereas if we just take the time necessary to like work through those little uncomfortable moments, you avoid the big blowouts. Right. And my wife has a completely different perspective than I have, as she should. Mm -hmm. But now I at least I don't agree with it all the time. I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you that, Karina. But it's my duty and my obligation to listen and hear what she's actually saying. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, too. But one of the best skills in the world is the ability to actually listen to somebody. Too often in my life, what I've done is as I'm listening to somebody i think i'm listening but i'm already preparing my next response that's podcasting though but you get what i'm saying like i don't i don't take the time or i didn't take the time to really conceptualize what somebody was saying to me it was a big downfall of mine in business as well whereas now i even have to say sometimes in meetings like just give me a second i want to take that in okay now and then i and then i go like right the godfather but it's a, ma- a major like leap forward in ter- <laughs> he's stupid. Major leap forward in terms of just progression in life in general, right? Well said. And that, that you touched on that point before, but I just wanted to bring some some more clarity to no, it. No, it's it's uh it's a prog- it's a process, and, and that there's never. I hate to say it. There's always an issue. There's always something going on, whether you're aware or you're not aware, and you just got to get comfortable with like stuff's going to come up. You got to work through it, and it's never really over. Like nothing's clean. It's never like all right, we argued here. And it's clean. It'll pop up. Oh, yeah. It could happen a bunch of times. I agree. But but portions of it, Mm -hmm. like life is just not clean. We've talked about that. Yep. And when you embrace that and like certain, you know, adversity, that's not really adversity. It's nothing major in the grand scheme of health and all that stuff. Yep. Then you realize like we'll just work through it. It's just another thing. And, you know, it's just another Um, another pin. My my final piece on on conflict in, in general is if you take the time and you practice this, right? My, I think my, uh, it's happened to me a lot in my life, but the need for me to change was almost mandated for me if I wanted to stay in my marriage. You know what I mean? Like, I, it got to the point that it was like, all right, you better change or else, you know, we're not going to even get married and work out. So there's been times in my life that I, you know, I, I basically get to the bridge, whereas like some people like kind of just, you know, they, they kind of step along, whereas many times in my life I've been forced. So it's a blessing to me. But if you actually take the time and you work on this skill, the reform that you have just in yourself, the results are incredible. Your relationships, your business, everything that you put your hands in will be so much different because of one small change that you've made. Um, and again, I'm nowhere near where I know I want to be and where I need to be because I still you know, lose it from time to time and it happens and it is what it is. Nobody's perfect. But it's something I'm extremely conscious of. Um, and I know that conflict happens every day. So I got to continue to make progress. One last note on my end, uh, I remember telling people, like, I have bad temper, I, I snap every once in a while, but I'm pretty level-headed. 
I don't think I think people can naturally be a little more high strung, but I think you can unlearn that. And by saying that, I've said in the past, there's a lot of things I've said just because that's what I say, and it's a, it's some you know as a, a Italian kid, Irish, whatever you want to say, in a big family, that's kind of our predisposition is having a hot head. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't really um, subscribe to it anymore. I used to. And I was like, yeah, I, I snap every once in a while, but I don't need to. Like, well, who says that I have to snap because I'm an Italian kid? Like, I don't really need to do that. And then when you look at it that way, you're like, oh, it is kind of dumb to say that to people when you don't really, because that's you sometimes used as a badge of honor because mm-hmm. then people are afraid of you. Like, oh, don't make Mike snap. Be right. nice to Mike. Whereas I've never like lived that lifestyle. I've snapped in the past, but when I say snapped, it's because I've, you know, just lost it because I didn't know how to manage my emotions. But in reality, like, I, I can't say that to people and keep feeding into it. Um, so if someone says, like, do you have a temper? Now I'll answer no. But no, not really. Like, that's very good. But that's a little nuanced thing mm-hmm. that I think has made a big difference in my history and something that I'm trying to change and that I think I'm changing slowly. And if you know me, you wouldn't even know that I changed that. But internally, it's like um, – I always like use metaphors, but it's like knowing that under – this, the boat you're in is calm or like, you know, the water below you is calm. So it gives you a little more ease and a little less chance of it. Actually, it's like self-fulfilling. Yes. Versus like if in your head, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll right. snap, I'll snap. You're always aware of your thermometer. Hell yeah. Uh, I love that analogy. Um, a little tip, I guess, that I've definitely used now and I use it in business specifically and it's translated actually to my personal life, like in my relationships. But I now have the ability... That if I am engaging in conflict with somebody before my my temper would just take over and I would only be in attack mode. Right. Whereas now one simple question I ask when I see that person elevating. Right. I'm like, OK, I hear your concerns. I understand that you're frustrated. If I had a crystal ball, I know you've heard me say this. What is it that you want? Right. What could I really what is it that you want? We were fighting. We're getting into it now, but what do you want? Paint me the picture. Do you know what nine times out of 10, I find the next step to that is? What? They don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they literally cannot describe to me what it is that they actually want done. They're frustrated, but then not, nine times out of 10, frustration is added from the fight that they got in with their husband. Uh, the well, they f- might not know because they might not know a solution too, though. Well, no. But again, give you me know? give me the problem as to why you're upset. Yeah. Or it could be an accumulation. Yeah. It, it and that's what so, it is. Yeah. But not just outside. But nine Even, times out of ten. It could just be an accumulation you. of things that have happened. Correct. That, that when you say, what's what's the, what's the solution here? Yep. Well, you know, if you have to start thinking about it, maybe it's not the one thing that got you to that conversation. Correct. Maybe it's... 10 things that happened prior that you probably not even remembering, but they but, added to the frustration yes. that just kept accumulating to a point And whose where fault is that? Them for not bringing up the conflict earlier? You get what I'm saying? Like <laughs> me, if that's me talking to my boss and I can't articulate how cl- like my yeah. my point, but there's no and I'm fault, frustrated. Right? No, just, no, 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 no. I'm it saying is what it is. Not a fault. A fault yeah, is yeah. a bad word. Yeah. It's my responsibility as a human being, though, to be able to manage my feelings. So I can't allow five different things that I chose not to speak up on yeah. be the reason that now I'm frustrated. But but you get what I'm saying? It's yes. my choice. Yeah, yeah. But if you're you're strict on yourself and lenient with others, 
you navigate that so easily. Beautifully. Because I I realize this, I don't want it to come off like arrogant or anything. I realize not everyone wants to like do what I'm doing. Not everyone wants to put this effort. I enjoy it. So it's a personal thing that I enjoy. But I can't expect everyone to take, you know, think about things that way, think through things. Like it not everyone's the same. Everyone's got other stuff going on. When you realize that, that like all you can control is yourself, then you give people the benefit of the doubt. You don't get too mad about things. You don't take things personal. You just kind of, oh, it is what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just data. Love it. Um, I So that's good on, on conflict so for me. So F you. <laughs> I want to turn it over to you because I know that you wanted to touch on, um, you know, a little money situation Theory. that's going on. A little inflation, a little... Uh, Little money talk, if you so, will. Uh, yeah, I just want to like share some basic thoughts that I have day to day. This is not financial advice, um, but wealth and money. <laughs> you and say I say funny, funny things. You say wealth. wealth. I did say that weird. Wealth, personal finance. <laughs> so I've really enjoyed digging into personal finance, and I think it's made me um, overall a more calm person. Because I think a lot of stress lies within people thinking about their next move to support their family, support themselves, which I understand. And I'm still in that mode, but I really like knowing that I have a little more control than probably the average person because I do spend a lot of time learning about it and taking every opportunity to understand more and more steps of it. I happen to like math. I happen to get graduate with a degree in finance. So I am a little more um, primed to take in the information. So my thought was, let me just try to, I, I like to try to break things down very simple because that's how I look at things. Yes, all of these these topics, you can go a million different ways and, mm -hmm. well, it's not that black and white. It's not, and I get that. But if you know kind of the core principles, you can act and make decisions with a good amount of, uh, good amount of direction and input. I like it. One of the things that I know is going around is this buzzword of inflation. So- I was in my head. I'm like, all right. Well, like, if Livy asked me, like, what is inflation? I, like, I heard someone say it the other day, which I thought was genius. It was some economist, and he basically said, like, think about this: if we all had bank accounts and we had a hundred thousand in each bank account, right? We all have a hundred thousand in the bank account, and the government one day said, all right, now you have ninety thousand in all your bank accounts, right? Would you be pissed? Yeah, I mean, you you just. Somehow to, decrease ten thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. So instead of a hundred k, you have ninety k. So inflation is the slow angle to that. So instead of saying we're going to take out ten, we're going to print money, so that you still have a hundred in there, but it's really worth ninety, right? Yes. And it's spread out. So just how when you invest, when you spread things out, um, like a uh, a crab when it's in a boiling pot of water. If you put it right into a boiling, it screams and whatnot. But if you slowly increase the temperature, it'll boil and not even scream because it doesn't know it's boiling. So we are all crabs. And the government, yep, good yep. way to look at it, controls, it's called fiat money, but basically money that is not anything that is uh, controllable. So like the dollars, someone can print it. The Fed can print it, which means it's not a sound or money that appreciates. It depreciates. Right. So inflation is literally just depreciating your money away. So when people say cash is trash, which I know the old adage is cash is king, which I've never agreed with, or in my later years don't agree with, cash is trash is just saying that eventually, you gotta have cash for emergency purposes, all that good stuff, but eventually it's gonna evaporate away. And the person who was making 10 grand 50 years ago, whatever it was, 
was worth a lot more than someone making 10 grand today. Yes. Right? So the second part to this inflation talk is, all right, well, if I know my money's evaporating away and there's a timeline, it's the equivalent of someone lighting on fire and the longer you wait, it burns up, then how do I protect myself? So again, not financial advice, don't sue. If you have a bunch of cash, right, it's the equivalent of being in a pool or in the water and you don't have a float, right? You're just at the bottom. And as they print money, it's more water. So the water's rising and you have a farther point to get to the air, right? If you have assets, that's like having floaties or boats. And when they print the money, the water pushes up your assets. So you are at least staying ahead of the inflation. And if you have cash, it's as if it's just holding you down under the water because you need more of it. Like if you're using cash to stack up so you can get your head above water, it's going to take you more money to get your head above water versus if you put it into hard assets or things that are uh, goods that increase with it, then you at least have some protection. So all I can say is I would do some research, look into assets. The reason real estate is going bananas is because people are afraid that their money's not going to be worth the same in a couple of years. So like, I would rather overpay in an asset that I think is going to appreciate and something yeah. tangible versus my money being printed away. Yeah. Very well said. Um, I think the the piece, uh, CV, you switched on me or no? Um, the only piece that I'll add on inflation, which I think sucks and I don't think you can answer it. I don't think I can answer it is, you know, we have the ability now and by no means are we, you know, financially free in terms of like no mortgages no. and no payment. No, not at I'm all what we're in saying. The, handcuffs. the thing that's frustrating, I think, for people is throughout this process of inflation is not everybody realizes that it's temporary. Yeah. Not everybody realizes that it's part of uh, history. It's not temporary. Well, no, no, no. Hear what I'm saying. Oh, shit. Sorry. My bad. Go ahead, it's not go ahead. temporary. It's not, that's it's, a big point. Like in the history of the dollar, mm -hmm. it's always depreciated. Correct. No, every, no, that's going to happen. Every um, form of money, whatever used, is always losing value. Correct. Like, no, no, no. That that I agree with 100%. Yeah. What I'm talking about is more of the, I, I guess it's the lower and even like middle class that struggles paycheck to paycheck where their salaries aren't increasing. They don't have the ability to do what we're talking about. And now their eggs just went from $4.50, which is what I was paying, to six ninety nine. Right. Those families don't have the ability to have the freedom and flexibility that you and I may have, which is frustrating um, to see, you know, because there's no real fix to that in terms of what I can give you or you can give. Yeah. The, the argument would be, yeah, I understand that a lot of people and that's the first hierarchy of needs. Like you take care of your, your lodging. Yeah. You take care of your essentials. You have to find a way to make a little extra with the side hustle, with the skill, something that That's you can just point. put away. That's a good point. So, and now more than ever. But it's a sacrifice because that single mom, yes, she might have an incredible, incredible ability to sew, right? And she could probably sell some things. But now she's got to make a conscious decision to take time away from her three kids that live in an apartment to find some time to sew. So it's tough. It's not like it's yeah, it's not like it's uh, black absolutely. and white. You know but what I mean? There are a million ways to make money. Uber, like Correct. you could put the kids in a car seat in the back and pick people up. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got a sprinter van. Wait, I, it was an analogy, but I, I hear what he's saying. If you have a kid. You can find a way. I get I get what you're saying. And I, I know it's probably not hitting well because a kid from Greenwich, you know, saying this, but um there is 
the ability now more than ever to buy into things, anything, assets, whatever it is, by getting a divisible piece of it, right? So like you have credit, so there's an ability to leverage credit. If I really believe that I can sell t-shirts and make a decent amount of money, then I can borrow, you know, a home equity, not a home equity, but just credit card. Yep. Get it and then get some cash, right? Yep, yep, yep. The the first rule is definitely you want to try to like accumulate, but even for the person who doesn't have the time to put the energy into it, something, for example, again, not financial advice, like a Bitcoin, you can literally put, yesterday I invested 10 bucks. I was going to get coffee. I said, all right, well, I'm not going to get coffee, and which would be like 10 bucks, whatever it is. So I'll just use that 10 that I was going to do and buy Bitcoin. That's coffee, bro. Well, whatever. No, to drive I, I there you. at the yes, end of the day. Of course, of course. So in my head, I'm like, all right, point, I'll though. buy $10 worth of Bitcoin. And I mean, if you have a dollar, two dollars, three, whatever it is, get something that hopefully in the future you're going to like. It, it would, it's going to appreciate. Yes. And you're going to look back and be like, "Well, I, I bought that a dollar, but it's worth ten today." Yes. Or whatever it is. Anything. I mean, that yep. goes with anything. No, well said. And that, my last piece on that is, you know, I don't want again people think that we're just sitting here pretty, right? I was talking to these guys before off camera. I literally had a day throughout my investments and my stocks to where I lost seventy thousand dollars, right? And it sounds like it's a ridiculous amount well, of money. Didn't lose it, which it is correct, and that that's my point. It sounds like, one, it's a ridiculous amount of money. It's really not when it's spread over throughout the assets that I'm talking about, right? But the way that I'm choosing to look at it is, yes, if I was retiring tomorrow, of course, my stress level would be a little bit higher. I'm in this game long term, 20 years plus, right? So there's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows that are going to continue to happen throughout my career. Right now, I'm viewing it as like, okay, I'm not going to up my ante in terms of what I'm investing, because some people would, very aggressive people would. Yeah. I'm just going to keep mine the same because right now I'm buying those same stock options and the same shares at a discounted price. So I just wanted to share that, yes, we have lost money throughout this crisis. Mike always sits here and talks about Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin was $65,000 at one point. Yeah. Bitcoin is about 30 yep. right now, yep. which is okay because you have an opportunity we have an opportunity. I told you off air, my dad is making me invest in Bitcoin, so I'll be piggybacking on you. Go. Um, but I just want to make it clear that we're not like, you know, hey, we, we just keep winning. We just keep winning. Like, well, it's not what it is. Well, you, so at the, so in basketball, right? You say like scoreboard when the game's almost over. Scoreboard. Right? But at the end of the day, the scoreboard's when we die. So like at the end of the day, it's like you don't lose or make. Right. It's just all part yes. of the game. No, I just wanted to share that because yeah. I don't want people to think that we're just, you know. No, we're unbelievable investors. Hey, my guy. Um, Final thoughts from you. I was going to say something that was actually valuable. <laughs> yeah, I would say just figure out a way. High high skill. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, so Warren Buffett, a lot of people love. and I, Who's that? I, he's uh, the Oracle of Omaha considered one of the best investors ever. His whole thing, which I, I do like him, but some of his stuff I disagree with. I hate his hair. Yeah, he eats like McDonald's every day, which <laughs> is like fine if you want to do that. I'm not even McDonald's if I'm worth what he's worth. I'll tell you that much. I'll make someone Would you be 10% it. though? Yeah. yeah if I had more money, I'd be absolutely you would get diced. Lipo. I'd Lip get everything. I'd get the all the tricks. And the lipo. No, I'd have, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd have all of the tools so that it'd be hard to be out of shape. Ah, I disagree with that. See, I, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I agree. Um. So his whole thing, which I've been thinking a lot lately, is when there is an opportunity and things are on sale, his thought is there's only so many um, uh, great opportunities in your lifetime. And he thinks you got to take big swings. He's like, it's almost worse 
that Bitcoin's at 29 and you don't buy as much as you can. Because in the future, if that goes up to 100, like you think it does, you're going to be mad at yourself and be like, yeah. wow, I, it was a golden opportunity. And now in the future to make that again, it's going to be very difficult. So it's interesting to think mm -hmm. that way because it is risky. So the thought is if you have safe investments that complement your risky ones, you're able to take bigger swings. Yes. Because it's not going to ruin you. you. If you have your emergency fund, if you have your safe investments, then the argument's like, do you take the big swing? And I think you do. I think you got to swing for the fences on some investments and you only have to be right once versus if you have to be right 20 times, right? That's my thought. I'd rather be right once with a home run than hit a double and a single and not score. What if you go broke swinging for the fences? Then you're you're broke anyway. But that's the point of the, the emergency fund. Like you're not going to go broke. You're just going to miss. You're going to strike out for that one at bat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a risk. It's a you risk. don't remember. This is just a thought. Yeah. You don't remember the guy who hit the single. You remember the guy who hit the home run. That's right. Not that I want to be remembered. That's kind of funny. No, no, no. But it's it's it's. Um, I'm just saying, if we're you, in this life, wh why can't I fly can. on Air Force One? You can, because I'm going to be the president, and you're going to have an opportunity to fly on Air Force One. We've been watching a lot of travel <laughs> uh, vlogs, me and Dana, because I want to visualize. Like we're we got to get there. We got to get first there. class. But I looked at the prices. So yeah. I'm like, maybe not. You know what it is too. It's fun. That, that um, differs about about you, myself. Um, you know, individuals that have the ability to think this way. Even though we're not extremely affluent, no, we have affluent thoughts. Yeah, you know, but but it's part of the process, right? Like being able to really see yourself and like, you know, what I belong here. I deserve that. But knowing that there's going to be risks. And some hard hits along the way. It's a, it's a skill. It really is. Uh, but I think everything that you do in your life complements and adds either to your affluent thoughts or, you know, you can be somebody like my wife that, you know, she she can see it, but she doesn't really choose to believe it because she's extremely comfortable with her life. She's very, um, you know, and I, and I I need her in my life. Her and my mother-in-law, I need them because they humble me. Because if not, I probably would go broke oh i definitely would you get what i'm saying yeah. so you need somebody in your life that's like you know what you have everything and more than you need but i just like that balance but like that's you're talking fine. about you know what i mean but that's it, where it, it's good that's though. where it gets fun is when you're like yeah well i mean worst case we'll live in a tent together and i'll still have the love i like <laughs> we're still by the lake <laughs> they're babe. probably we're just not in happy, a tent you know <laughs> i always joke with people and i say it to some people in my office when like a big listing comes on for like a hundred million dollars i'm like uh this girl ingrid i'm like ingrid wouldn't I be much more fun, rich person than this person? Absolutely. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, so the world's got to, you know. I like that. Like, they're they're not living life the right way. Like, yeah, I would do this. I would do this. this. Uh, it's funny. Uh, no, man. Way. Good shit today. This will bring us to my favorite section. Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes. Dimes. Dime is 10. 10%. Ah, that's right. You almost got okay. to a nickel. What? We would have changed to dimes, uh, Dave's nickels because no, no, you would have no. been 5%. No, you think no, you can no. get to 5 next year? Listen, I don't know. Because I'm going to be down. I, I need to win some know? money in this too. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, we could do bets on that. I, I need to win some money. This one is a very good one. I need to take a sip of water first. Yeah. Can you tell that I'm a meathead now? I drink everything out of my protein shake. Which, by the way, so Mike has this little protein shake here. It, it is beautiful because it has the No Snooze Double, podcast logo. Um, but the most rookie thing that somebody can do is have this blender piece in their uh, actual uh, blender bottle. Yeah. So I, usually when I see that in the gym I and I hear it, 
Because you hear the rattle. Go ahead, rattle it into the microphone real quick. It's because I'm like a rattlesnake. Rattle it. I want to let people. I want to let people know that I'm coming. Right. So usually I look over and it's like a 15 year old kid that just started lifting. Because the first thing that I do when you're at seven percent is I throw that little blender thing away. I'm aging backwards. (laughs) That's why. Um, All right. Good. So if you stayed with us this long, here it is. Conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. So that applies to my life extremely well, especially in the past, because a situation would arise and I would choose to go to combat. I would choose to go to war with one mission to destroy whoever it was that I was arguing with, which in some things in life, it's great to have that mindset. But when it comes to your everyday business, your everyday relationships, your everyday journey of progression, it's a terrible way to live, right? So I've chosen to take the time to understand and try to see people's perspectives, even though you can never really live in their shoes. But it's extremely important and valuable that in this ugly, ugly world, we don't always have to go to combat, right? We can choose to work things out and we can choose kindness and respect. I feel like a preacher. The big Gandhi. The big Gandhi. I like it. I like it. Send him home. Uh, like, subscribe, grab some merch. I got to load up. I got holes. All I just over. bought three pairs of shorts. They're on the way. Um, I don't know if my laundry's bad. They're going to be I have fire. holes in my uh, joggers. Anybody else have holes? Uh, it's probably the, the little animals you have, flying squirrels that are eating through your shorts or something. Dude. I don't know. We are in battle with animals <laughs> at our house. Listen, so we will be dropping um, what's called a little summer series. We're going to make sure that we hit you guys week to week. Um, I know we've taken you know a week here, a week there. Uh, so we're going to do our best, and we're going to bring you some content to where it might even just be Mike or myself. A little 15, 20-minute, even 10-minute bite-sized I would say hitters. five for Mike. Maybe five for five. Mike, maybe 10 or 15 from Dave, Yes, um, which should be reversed. 15 from you because Mike is 15%. We'll call mine fast money. Live there. We'll call it fast money mine. I like that. Um, so, yes, guys, that's something to look forward to. And any anything that you guys want to hear, you know, you can always email us at nosnoozpodcast at gmail.com or hit us on Instagram at nosnoozpodcast. So, until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Mike is 15%. Do we, do we change it to get up and go get it? Too many Gs. That's another Effie in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.